VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Phantom Menace one minute at a time. I'm Alex Robinson from comicbookalex.com. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I am Joseph Scrimshaw. I am a comedian who thinks mostly about Star Wars. Well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> yeah. Or we've come to the right place. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> well, thank you, Joseph, for returning uh, to the show. Absolutely. Uh, we are discussing minute 53 of The Phantom Menace, still on Tatooine. Uh, it starts off with Darth Maul releasing his probes, and it ends a minute later in the hangar of the uh, pod racers. And Wada was saying, Sebulba always wins the races. Right. Now, yeah. jumping ahead a little bit, but if Sebulba always wins, how is their gambling? <laughs> Right, like why is it? Why isn't it just like yeah, everybody bets on Sebulba and then that's it? Well, and they must uh, they must bet on like different parts, right? Like of placing, how much placing is Sebulba going to win by? Right. Yeah, right. which of these other spread. people are going to die horribly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there must yeah. be other. How many people will Sebulba kill on the way? And right. yeah. yeah, all those sorts of uh, things. You keep it interesting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, how many of those little creatures will Jabba flick off the balcony before the race yeah. is done? Mm-hmm. Gamblers will bet on anything. Right. That's so, true. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, so we're uh, see a little bit more of the streets of uh, Mos Espa, including a bantha. Always happy to see the banthas. Yeah, yeah, and there's a dewback there. Dewbacks. We see some Jawas walking around. I think we hear Jawa, too, right? Yes, I think that... Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not... Because I listened back to see if they were saying Utini, because I don't think we It we've... seems like it's something slightly off of Utini. Mm. Right, yeah. Utini. Utini, yeah. <laughs> Ovaltini. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a strong opinion about what Utini means in Jawa language? Is it just like, hey, hey, hey? <laughs> uh, you know what? When do we first hear them It'd say It would be great it? if it's something really specific. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, like <laughs> crown molding, crown molding. <laughs> like, they're just like, what? It's some sort of Java philosophy of life. <laughs> right. Always keep moving forward. It's like Hakuna Matata. Stay it's positive. Like they're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're yelling the circle of life. Yeah. yeah see, again, it's the, uh, symbiote, yeah, the symbiote circle. Uh, you must go. understand that. that. Yeah, but it does sound like some, it's something slightly off Utini. So whatever yeah. it means, it's like maybe that. I was yelling, the broken circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're part of a symbiote circle. <laughs> Pete, you have some documents you wanted to share. Um, I just wanted to refer to a scene that was cut that was right before this, kind of in between the previous scene and the... Uh, um, actually, I think it's the... Yeah, in between the probe scene and the hangar scene, uh, there was a scene back at the house where um, R2-D2 is painting Anakin's pod... So we, we miss out on seeing R2-D2 paint, which wow. I think oh, would be a, a fantastic Does he just have like a, a can of spray paint inside him? <laughs> he is a can of spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they pick him up and shake him. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that little rattle ball in there. Um, <laughs> That's the uh, the Seeger ball that uh, Luke is using. In, oh, yeah. You know, we always wonder where that came uh, from, and there you go. There you it was go. Keeping his paint fresh. <laughs> uh, R2 is busy painting the racing pod. Anakin is asleep. Padme walks by R2 says, I, ho- I hope you're about finished. R2 whistles a positive reply. Padme sees Kitster. Um, 
and they go over to she's looking at anakin kind of touches him gently on the cheek which anakin wakes up yawns looks up and says hey you were in my dream you were leading a huge army into battle and he she to says who? Oh, to, to, uh, padme. to padme not <laughs> to, to kidster not- <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic <laughs> sorry kidster you're gonna die um and so padme says oh i hope not i hate fighting but your mother wants us to come in and clean up because we have to leave soon. And then they uh, they were like, oh, where's, where's Qui-Gon? And like, oh, he and Jar Jar left. They're with Watto at the arena. Cut to the arena. And then that follows up. But there's another little, there was another little kind of force vision uh, dream sequence that got cut there, which yeah. is an interesting, uh, I mean, she doesn't really lead an army into battle. It's more like but, a squad of commandos. Yeah. Yeah. But always in motion is the future, right? That's true. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's what was going to happen if she didn't have the Gungans right. to help. Maybe. Um, yeah. I like that. Unless he's talking about Attack of the Clones. Who it could be. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Still, she, yeah, she's still not quite leading. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I love the idea of having seen a, some sort of dream from him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, especially a dream focusing on her, since that becomes so pivotal in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it doesn't really fit. We never, other than brief glimpses of Padme screaming in, uh, oh, I guess we, uh, just, we we see a couple of Anakin's, hints of Anakin's dreams, right? We see like a little, like Padme crying or you hear Anakin, you hear uh, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon, and this is all like later on. Yeah, in Revenge in of the movie. Sith, we really explicitly see yeah. uh, a lot more. See the yeah. Padme in childbirth and screaming in pain and all yeah. that. Right, and, um, and Shmi, or he talks about the same dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like a hippopotamus wearing a funny hat. And <laughs> well, as I say, would, would it have been? It would have been interesting to see more of like the dreams actually acted out. Right. You know? Well, right. Anakin doesn't have pants in any of them. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. and he's still in college and has a paper due. Uh, of course, uh, they're stress dreams. But I think that was a big shift in uh, from Attack of the Clones: Revenge of the Sith. A quick dream divergence. We don't physically see Shmi in his dream. Right, and he uh, just talks about it. Yeah, which a lot of people have told me now in Attack of the Clones, when you guys get to the, that minute, uh, that specific minute, he's it's he's hanging out with Padme, yeah. falling in love with her, and then it just cuts to him being hot and bothered in bed. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, and a lot of people were like, oh my God, Anakin's having a sex dream. And they're like, oh, oh no, no, it's a nightmare. It was a nightmare, right. and it was about yeah. his mom. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, real, oh. that's a real uncomfortable Freudian blend of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I had never interpreted it that way, but yeah. I had several friends. Like, when I, I was in the theater, I was like, oh, my God. I thought that in the theater. I remember that yeah. being, I, I do don't remember, remember a lot, but I remember it being like, uh, did I, this movie just change drastically? Yeah. I remember a titter of laughter going across when we saw Anakin tossing a little sweaty in the sheets right after yeah. that scene. So, uh <clears throat> so I wish we could have seen that with Child Anakin. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I would love the dream. So other than the part, of the I'd rather see the. I'm more disappointed that we didn't get to see the spray painting bit. They could leave the dream right. part out because they've already had a lot of dream stuff. But I do wish we saw R2 uh, spray paint. This <laughs> was his tag the, uh, on the side of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what. Uh, let's uh, turn the whole thing. So start off with the you know the pod kind of in pieces musical montage of them kind of putting the pod together r2d2 painting it yeah. you know i'm th- trying to think of what um what was the song in revenge of the nerds where they'd kind of fix up the the frat house or uh oh yeah the thing in uh, monster we, uh, squad we where built a city on rock and roll and is it often a montage song yeah that would have been horrible um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah some kind of musical montage of them putting the pod together and then uh, that would have gotten us here in an 80s movie 
Well, they actually had a perfect scene. They could have had R2 spray painting during the scene where, while Jar Jar was doing his Cosby bit because R2's right there next to the pot. It would have been right? perfect, yeah. a perfect time to do it. Well, and then it could have added some extra comedy there of having yeah. paint in the mix. Did you say comedy bit or Cosby bit? I said the Cosby bit. You okay. know when his face, face gets oh, numb yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Not the other Cosby bit that he's famous <laughs> yes, for. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so it's the first time we see pod racers. You know, uh, we see them, the, or, the actual, or a lot of pod racers all right. kind of lined up and yeah, stuff. And those giant engines, I think, are cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially because it's not like anything we've really seen in Star Wars before. These kind of like giant, they seem really like practical, well, wildly impractical engines, but like... You Physical. Know, yeah. Very, yeah. So... Uh, right. Just, uh, it, it seems like they're, the, I like the pods because it seems like they're just, they're built out of hubris of just sort of like, let's see how big we can make engines, you Yeah. Know? how big and dangerous and loud we can make them yeah it's all very drag racing you know yeah yeah definitely that's lucas's you know he loves the racing cars yeah Mm -hmm. welding instructor alex declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact um we see a lot of uh, aliens in the background of the hangar, uh, mm-hmm. some returning champions. Yeah, I had some, uh, I wrote mostly bad extras because there's a lot of these, you know, not quite done right. It's like a, you know, Halloween costume version of these aliens that we know. So yeah. it's like. Uh, oh, you feel like the actual costumes aren't quite on point, so they yeah. just look a little dodgy? Yeah, I mean, well, there's some, even the you know, the ones that look for the most part human look kind of disinterested. And then the ones that are creatures that we've seen, it's just something's not quite right. Yeah. The, and it could be lighting and could be, you know, just it seems something's a little bit off. I, yeah, I think there's something that goes a little bit wonky in the design because I expected with Lucas's really well-known complaints that the cantina wasn't crazy and alien enough that Phantom Menace would be just chock full of crazy aliens. And there are some, like Arl Poof with the long neck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but on most espots, either... Alien that we have mostly seen before uh, in in okay costume or tired, depressed human. Right, yeah. <laughs> Almost all of the humans oh. just look like, oh, F my life. Are you <laughs> about the audience? Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, snap. It's either like a, like a Don Post Bith mask or a, a really confused Tunisian who wants to go home. <laughs> those, are, those are our background extras. Yeah, I guess it was probably a matter of, uh, you know, I could think Sebulba's really, I guess a couple of the pod racers, but we don't really yeah. see a lot of new alien designs like as just as background extras, like right. Right. blobs and or I expected a, tripod that, aliens. Yeah, or, a few more, you know. yeah, really weird background aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that, this is a good thing to me about the prequels, uh, is I like how much expanded the palette of Star Wars of like the size and shape of aliens. Yes. That we, we got away from having as many humanoid and we had so many things like Sebulba, you know, and I know it was CGI. Um, but I like that that's continuing or at this, when this is released, will have been continued uh, by The Force <laughs> Awakens. We, we yeah. already know like their motley crew of aliens yeah. features lots of weird squat little aliens right. like we get introduced to in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I guess this is the first. They're really kind of taking the CGI out for a spin, so they clearly yeah. They yeah. Must well, suddenly they can like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. make them small or big or. Uh, but we see a. Uh, I don't know if this is the name of the alien or the race. Rees, you know the guy with the three eyes. Oh, Rees, he's, I, he's is the, the guy. Character is the guy. Do, yeah, do we know the race of that one? They're uh, Gran. They are Gran. They're Gran. Yeah. 
That's not how much they cost. That's their, their race. <laughs> They're grand. And at one point, I think they were from Malastare. Well, but the Dugs are from Malastare as well, the, right? Yeah. Well, the Dugs are... I happened to research this because coming up, we have another grand, another grand in the bank. Uh, uh, in the Senate, right? Uh, well, no, the Padres. Oh, right, we right, introduce right. the individual racers. Oh, right, yeah, there's there oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there right. a Rees, a grand racer. Um, <laughs> a Rees. Star Wars makes us all sound like a little racist, yeah. and it's it's all their fault. Start introduces, this guy's a squid face. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> right. No, I refer to uh, every girl that I see on the street. I'm like, oh, there's a mommy. <laughs> you know. Hey, it's another Cindy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the Dugs were the native species on, on or the native, the prevalent native species on Malastare. And then the Grand came in and kind of colonized. And okay, they were the kind cool. of imperialistic. Uh, they took over uh, Malastare. The, the Grand and the humans kind of ended up being, you know, so the, uh, the Senate representation for Malastare is the Grand yeah. kind of delegation. Oh, interesting. Okay, but so the Dugs are actually native. Uh, so they're, so they're, they're the Gungans like the, of, yeah. of, the, uh, yeah. the, the, of, that, of Malastare. Right. Awesome. Uh, Nikto also. Yeah. One of those, of one of the, is that a race or a guy? I think that's a guy. You can never know, because we thought Weeque was a guy, but Weeque's are Weeque's. Yeah. 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 Unidentified Weeque skiff guard. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character. Uh, and also Twi'lex. Yeah. yeah. Or Twi'lex. Is it Twi'lex? I it's wasn't like, sure. Like Star Wars, you get to say whatever you want. That's true. I, I love that, that people pronounce things differently in Star Wars. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, You say Twi'lex, though. Uh, it, it, I say Twi'lex, but it's said both ways in the movies. Okay. Twi'lex and Twi'lex. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think we have to, <laughs> if we don't stick with the, uh, accepted pronunciation, people tend to yell at us, but that's okay, because I like that too. Uh, yeah, but we hear Han and Han, we hear well, Leia and pe- Leia. People yell at us a lot about that. But yeah, I'm, well, they, well, those people can just keep yelling. <laughs> and pronounce, keep yelling. Pronounce the yelling word slightly differently, because that's just a <laughs> true thing about Star Wars you have to accept. I, I agree. Names I love it. pronounced differently. Kazook. <laughs> Uh, so, and yeah, we also see Sebulba with his two hot Twi'lek, Twi'lek twins. Mm-hmm, the yeah. Twi'lek, Twi'lek twins. I, I like <laughs> Sebulba's entourage. I like almost everything about Sebulba. Like his, yeah. his appearance here where he's... His voice, He's yeah. like sitting in a trophy more or less, and he's just like... Uh, uh, getting his nails done or yeah, something? Yeah, getting his nails <laughs> he's done. Getting, yeah, he's getting of, a back rub and a foot rub at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Or a hand rub. I'm not sure how, what, how the terminology works for right. him. Right, uh, pre feet, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yes. a Manny yeah. Petty in one. Yeah. So, yeah. A little bit of a back rub. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting to me in all the expanded uh, sort of fiction, certainly like some of the newer books like Lords of the Sith and in Clone Wars, uh, the Twi'lek Twi'leks are like resistance fighters. They are proud, noble people. But almost yeah. every time that we see them in the film, they're doing menial stuff for criminals on Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I do not like his entourage. Really? The, the whole... Like, well, I just think the whole, like, oh, a, a monstrous alien being catered to by sexy ladies, like, ugh, it's just, like, yeah. like, you know, you take this logic one step further, and you're imagining Sebulba doing it with two, with a, a yeah. human doing it with Sebulba, <laughs> and it's just, and the whole aliens finding human women attractive thing is just, A, nonsensical, and B, like, you know. Well, like, they're not presented as 
They're wearing you know. like mesh, uh, yeah, <laughs> fishnet, I, fishnet body I think stockings. these T-Rex are objectified. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna own it. I think that. Yeah, uh, yeah and Hera, of course, in Rebels is a uh, Twilight Twi'lek. Right, and that's uh, a bit more obviously. That's yeah. a more kind of progressive view <laughs> yeah, of Twi'lek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and also, is is Bib Fortuna supposed to be a monstrous Twi'lek, or do all male Twi'leks have like? None of the female Twi'leks seem to have that bulbous, distorted head that... that uh, oh, yeah. The more no, stream- think, uh, The ladies are all kind of streamlined and... Cam Syndulla on the Clone Wars has does, a bit of a bumpy head. Does she have a bumpy head? Okay. It's a he, but... Oh, it's yeah, a he. But do, so, all, but all ma- so males have the bumpy elephant man heads, and the ladies <laughs> are kind of more smooth and streamlined. Mm, I think so. It, that's how yeah, it works. Yeah, I think, that, I think yeah. that tracks for the most part. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, Bib Fortuna is... This is the fascinating thing of growing up with these movies where like you're introduced to all these creatures in Return of the Jedi, in, in most of them in Return of the Jedi, some in A New Hope, but they all look like, oh, they're nasty monsters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> these are clearly all the dicks and jerks of this particular race. And the rest of the race is like, noble planet with Senate right. representation and culture and music. And like, yeah. no. Twilight poetry is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. This one Twilight is just a jackass. Well, I wasn't sure if his like monstrousness was a result of like too much like he was abusing spice or something that right. kind of had a phys- you know he's oh, like a yeah. meth head kind of twilight oh yeah like, like literally yeah, you know like he has, he's a spice head yeah, yeah exactly yeah the eyes all bloodshot and, and, and you know so uh yeah. uh well, since we're talking about Sebulba here i wanted to throw this out there i wasn't sure where to where to mix this in but uh when this movie came out there was a lot of cool uh, air quotes there merchandise <laughs> yeah uh that I had, and then at some point in the kind of, you know, uh, once the party was over, I got rid of a lot of it and kind of, you know, now I'm kind of regretting that choice. But yeah. one of the things, there's a line of t-shirts that were just basically a giant kind of, it uh, wasn't like all over print, but it was like a big kind of close-up print of uh, the heads or faces, you know, just kind of a portrait, you know, photo of a bunch of the different characters. Uh, and I had... Uh, a Sebulba one that was awesome. It was just kind of a close-up of Sebulba looking cool. And I wore it a lot. And then, uh, actually, I even wore it one time. I, I cut my finger, had to go to the hospital and got stitches while wearing a Sebulba t-shirt and had this <laughs> awkward kind of like, you know, uh, like a nurse or a doctor was just kind of like, oh, what's 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 your shirt all about? And I was like, it's Sebulba. He's a pod racer from Star Wars. <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. I had lost a you're, decent you're amount in of blood. A lot of pain. So was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but... I would like that shirt back, (laughs) and I I have not been able to find it. You know, eBay, the internet should be able to kind of locate these things. Celebration, no no, uh, no luck. Wow. So if anybody knows what I'm talking about, and if you see it out there anywhere, specifically the Sebulba, there are some other cool ones from there. You know, there's an Anakin one where he's wearing the helmet, the the pod racing helmet, which we see in a little bit. That's pretty cool. There's a a battle droid one, which I, you know, here, obviously there's a Jar Jar one, stuff like that. But Sebulba one specifically... I remember really liking. Yeah. And this could be, you know, um, uh, hindsight absence makes the heart grow fonder. I could see it and be like, oh, that's hideous. I'm never going to wear that again. <laughs> but I would like to at least see it again. And I, the internet has not helped. So, yeah. A call to action. If you guys are listening and you want to, if you see this out there, let me know. Yeah. So you're saying there's a niche of Sebulba t shirts that can be filled? Yes. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd so, take a Watto t shirt. I'd wear a Watto t-shirt. Yeah. Wato, Wato. Oh, there okay, was we, a Watto one. We have one too. Watto. We have one Sebulba. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Duly noted. Uh, speaking of Watto, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses the great line in a movie filled with borderline racism characters. He's a credit to his race. Yeah. Uh, referring to, oh, credit to your race, excuse me. Right. So, uh, I, I, how do you feel about Watto? Or, uh, uh, I, I feel like, he, like many characters in The Phantom Menace, there are disturbing sort of caricatures of, uh, you know, racial or cultural uh-huh. stereotypes. And I feel like he, he treads the line. Yeah. Besides that, I love everything about him. So far, that's the consensus. Yeah. Everyone loves Watto. He's got a ton. Uh, the the, the <laughs> design is great. Uh, the name of the, his species, Doidarian, is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, his He's actually really legitimately funny. In a movie that is reviled for some of its dumb jokes, Watto's legit funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that it, Star Wars-y way. Yeah. Right. In that, yeah. It's, it, Star Wars humor is kind of broad and goony, yeah. but his, his uh, humor is coming from his character. Yes. Of right. being a sort of like, hey, don't BS me. Come on. Yeah. But you know, you know, the, what are you doing with the, the, you think you're some kind of Jedi waving your hand around like that? And uh, all of his attitude in, in this scene uh, is just, yeah, really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we've said it a, uh, kind of when we ask people about Watto, again, it's been all positive, but it also seems like he's. He's genuinely a character, whereas some of even the human actors are not. And yeah, in this movie, but he's you know he's got uh, got motivation, motivation. He's, he's got kind of a, a perspective, yeah, yeah. A worldview, yeah. Right. It seems like he's one of the more fleshed out, yeah, characters. He also, isn't cartoon evil? Like it's you know right. our, our perception is it's evil to own slaves, uh, <laughs> but he doesn't seem like particularly abusive he just kind of seems like a little bit of a scummy guy who's just like yeah this is the way the galaxy is what do you want from me right yeah we don't uh, see him like him interesting we don't, we don't see him like hobbling anakin or like doing something or like whoa this is an evil slave master right. he almost yeah. just seems really just kind of like a a servant you know anakin doesn't anakin and shmi don't seem like they're tremendously even I mean, though they have an the, explosive device explosive device thing which <laughs> right. is, but you never see it actually it'd be one thing if we saw shmi blow up or something then we'd be like whoa this guy really right. but you know we never actually see, we hear about it but it's kind of like but i know. can totally picture like wado getting drunk in a bar and like telling somebody he feels kind of bad mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that whole it's too bad that i have to have the explosive device he's a good kid you know yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, racism, <laughs> well, I, I hadn't ever noticed that Qui-Gon in this minute says, Patience, my blue friend. Yeah. Mm. Which is a weird prequel thing because in Revenge of the Sith, uh, Palpatine calls Yoda my little green friend. Mm. So that's some weird human thing that they... Why do you keep meaning to call out the color of alien skin? Yeah, mm. that's... Uh, I, I, yeah, that's tough. Uh, like... Obviously, in our world, skin color is, like, the big thing with racism. Like, that's how mm-hmm. we determine a race. Is right. Like, like, and you would never say, like, patience, my brown friend. Right. right. Like, but maybe, right. But maybe in a world filled with <laughs> thousands and billions of different aliens, it's not, like, yeah, any, more than so, saying yeah. you, any more than saying, okay, my tall friend or, or <laughs> <Right>. my... <laughs> Still a little awkward. But <laughs> my blonde friend or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we live in a world where calling any attention to someone's physical thing is considered, like, a bad thing. The, the, but the, for most of human yes. history, it was not considered a bad thing to do that right so, uh, i guess just the, my blank yeah. friend where you add a qualifier is interesting right you know mm-hmm. yeah like my depressive friend or what you know <laughs> i don't know yeah it's weird can you show people doing what in olden days would have been perfectly fine without it being uh, like are we always judging characters on our current standards of what is racism what is racist and yeah so i mean on, we certainly so. shouldn't when we're being right. i mean part of the point of star wars is like being introduced to like different cultures you know, and in theory, these characters are all behaving the way they are because they're 
from a different planet with an entirely different yeah. culture. But, you know, obviously right. it affects emotionally how we see the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had just never noticed that he called him my blue friend. Seems a little patronizing. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. And little. And yeah. friend. <laughs> right. There's no part of that that is actually... <laughs> My. Oh, he doesn't possess him either. Right. So none no, of that was yeah. true. A single word, right. bygone. <laughs> uh, anything else from minute 53? 53. Oh, I, the other little thing I noticed uh, is that there is a nice little shove of Jar Jar. For people, if you don't like Jar Jar, you can really... Who wa- shoves him? Watto... Uh, zips around Qui-Gon and just shoves Jar Jar out of his way, hmm. just reminding Jar Jar that he is unimportant and lesser. <laughs> wow, I did not notice that, but that's like, like a weird... You shouldn't be in this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move off. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, If you really hate Jar Jar and you watch The Phantom Menace, there are a couple of nice cathartic moments where bad things happen to Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, yeah, but not bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Uh, all right, then. Um, so, uh, well, Joseph, thanks for joining us this week. So Absolutely. we've taken up enough of your time, but... Uh, I mean, unless you want to come back tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you, you guys are in my home, right? Oh uh, yeah. Am I still perceiving reality true, correctly? So uh, okay, okay. Cool. Well, I mean, so, we were going to uh, invite new guests into your home, but oh, if you want to cool. just right. you know take over the yeah. last couple of minutes in this week, I guess it'd be okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you text Harrison, tell him we don't need him, right? And we'll yeah. uh, we'll have Joseph back Let's tomorrow. Move the equipment into my bedroom, and yeah, it'll be great. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so while we're doing that, uh, you guys can go on iTunes and give us a good review over there. That would help out the show. Another way to help out the show is go to StarWarsMinute.com/slash/merch, buy some T-shirts, buy a mug. And also, another way to help out that does not require you spending any money is to call a de Greedo and leave us a little short message about some of your memories about some upcoming minutes from The Phantom Menace. Uh, and maybe we'll use them on the show, if you're lucky. We'll be back tomorrow on Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.